Okay, I think we are. Here. All right, I think we are ready. I think we're ready to roll, Chip. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Truckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening after what was a complete annihilation by the Bulldogs against the Oregon Ducks sent them flapping home. Uh, unbelievable win, and now the dogs get ready for their home opener against Samford. Not Samford and Son, just Samford. We head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Chip Towers. He, of course, covers all things Georgia Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of Chip's work, check out all of his latest articles up there, and, of course, follow him on Twitter at CTowersAJC. And as always, Chip, uh, feels good to start the season off with a blowout win, does it not? Yeah, it does, especially when you're in my business. You know, when they, when you win forty nine to three, you're not sweating deadline too much. You know, on what that story's going to read like. Uh, you know, you you said it, total annihilation, domination, whatever word you want to use, and uh, I, it was impressive. I, you know, I didn't expect it. I expected Georgia to win, uh, but you know, I was questioning whether they would cover. I mean, I thought. I thought Vegas was was getting it about right, but uh, you know, obviously they didn't. Vegas didn't know, and I didn't know, you know, really how dominant that defense was going to be, and and how sharp Stetson Bennett was going to be right out of the starting blocks. Let me ask you, as far as as far as it goes, how much do you think Saturday was scheme and game plan and execution for Georgia versus Georgia? Just in all honesty overwhelmed Oregon with its talent yeah well I, I don't think we'll we'll know for several weeks now first off I, I you know I don't think the uh talent differential was that great or should have been quite that great right I mean uh you know just based on recruiting rankings and what uh Mario Cristobal had done with that Oregon program before some of the players that Dan Lanning just signed in the last class you know there were now, there was a handful of guys on Oregon that Georgia recruited unsuccessfully, right? Um, but, you know, I do think it was, you know, expertly schemed on both sides of the ball. Some of that might have had to do just with the fact that Dan Lanning was going to be on the other side of the ball. But Georgia was very different on offense. I mean, they were – you know, they looked a little like Gus Malzahn's offense a little bit. A lot of lateral movement, a lot of motion, a lot of misdirection. Um, you know, uh, getting the ball, you know, trying to get one-on-one matchups on the perimeter. And they did that uh, to a great degree. Uh, and defensively, uh, you know, I, I do think that was a talent thing from the standpoint of, you know, the guys that replaced the guys that went to the NFL are pretty good, too. And um, and and played that way and 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 played well. So you know, I, it it somewhere lies in between. I, I don't think we'll know for a while. You know, Oregon plummeted in the polls. I thought they were overvalued out of the box. Uh, you, you know, I, I, eleven kind of surprised me when they they kind of crept up there. A lot of excitement over Dan Lanning and what he was doing out there. But it, it'll probably be October 
before we have a real strong read on on where they are overall. But you know, bottom line, Georgia looks like they're going to be pretty good again. How surprised were you that Stetson threw it thirty-one times, and not just threw it for thirty, not just threw it thirty-one times, but averaged eleven point nine yards per attempt? And he's a high yards per attempt guy anyway. But I mean, I, I'm surprised that he had thirty-one pass attempts in that game. But hey, listen, if that's what Georgia's offense can do, stick it right to him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is schematically they were a little bit different and. You know, I don't know if that is any kind of statement at all on Georgia's running back room. I don't think it is. I think if it's any kind of statement, it is that, you know, obviously Kenny McIntosh is a guy that does well catching the ball out of the backfield, and he was Georgia's leading receiver, had 117 yards or 119, whatever it was. And, and uh, you know, that's just something that he does extremely well. But, you know, you know, just listen to Kirby's comments after the game you know Georgia is trying to change the narrative this year whether it's with Stetson Bennett or any other quarterback and 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 say to wide receivers wherever they happen to be that you know you can come to Georgia and get fed I mean if there's any negative out there uh in the universe about Georgia that would be it Georgia hasn't recruited wide receivers to the level they have every other position now, it's not that the guys that they're getting are bad. I think Georgia's uh, scouting is, is overall pretty good. I mean, even like a guy like Dylan Bell, they just got out of a Texas, is, is a three-star guy. A.D. Mitchell was a three-star guy. There's no question uh, they're exceptional players, uh, but there hasn't been enough George Pickens and Jermaine Burtons uh, and hadn't been enough throwing around to make that a trend. And I think Kirby's, you know, uh, trying to make a concerted effort to change that to whatever degree he can. Bulldog reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Chip Towers, joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline as we look back at Georgia thumping Oregon 49-3 to as they get ready for their home opener against Samford. You know, Chip, to your point, I, I do think that Stetson looked like a – he looked like a national championship quarterback, grasping of the offense – it's a scary proposition to think about. I mean, again, I know people are talking Heisman and all this kind of stuff, but it's a scary proposition to think about him taking that next step forward because they can get to that next level. And I think that what he did on Saturday in running that offense and his grasp and comfortability, I, I, you could just see, you know, the confidence there. And I know he plays with that swagger, but you could just see a guy who really now feels like he's in a good spot and can really take the next step with this team. Yeah, there, there's the confidence, and there is the talent as well, John. And, you know, the thing about the whole Stetson-Bennett phenomenon, I, I do think it's a phenomenon, but you got to remember, you got to go back to Mel Tucker and Georgia's defensive players preparing for the Rose Bowl in 2017. That's when we all first started hearing about Stetson-Bennett. And they, they, they were saying un, unprompted, you know, Mel Tucker says, well, we're getting a great look from our walk-on quarterback, Stetson Bennett. He looks every bit like Baker Mayfield out there. He's given our defense fits in practice, and we're going to have to do better or we're going to be in for a long day, you know, in the Rose Bowl. And they were. Think about that game, you know. Um, Baker May, Georgia won, but it wasn't because Baker, Baker Mayfield – 
didn't play good. Well, well, maybe Stetson Bennett is a little Baker Mayfield. Maybe he's a little Drew Brees, Doug Flutie, whatever you know, whatever you want to say. I mean, if you look at him, he he wiggles out of trouble. He can run pretty good. He's got an arm, a little bit of moxie, not afraid to throw it. You know, throw the hard pass. Um, I mean, you know, I, I and and you say it's it's probably a long shot that he win it wins the Heisman. It probably is, but. You know, it was odd shot down in Vegas uh, this weekend, and with good reason. Because if I mean, if you got a team that's going to be in the national championship hunt, then you should have a quarterback that's in the Heisman hunt. And you know, who knows? He may get invited to the downtown athletic club after. He will if he continues to play like he did Saturday. That was an eighty-two percent completion percentage with three throwaways and one drop. So uh, you know, that's a pretty good day. Uh, defensively, boy, I, listen, I think Christopher Smith is going to be a real disruptive force back there. And he was SEC Defensive Player of the Week this year and er, this week. And I, I love the kid, and I loved what he was going to bring anyway to this team. So much attention that was focused on Keely Ringo going into the season, and rightly so. He's going to be a high NFL draft pick. But Christopher Smith feels like one of those guys from Mark Rick's early days that – is really sort of the captain of that defense back there and just makes all kinds of havoc plays and makes things happen for that secondary. Well, he definitely is. I mean, I mean, he's one of those stories. I mean, he's an Atlanta boy through and through, went to Hapeville Charter. Uh, he's a fifth-year senior, came in as a three-star, really didn't start until last year and, uh, and played great. And listen, I don't think people realize he played hurt last year. Uh, you know, he had a great game against Clemson to open the season. I I can't remember exactly where he got hurt, but he played hurt all season long. He had a shoulder situation. He had a knee situation. He was gimpy when Georgia played against Alabama in the SEC championship game. He's healthy now or semi-healthy after that hit he made uh, for a pass breakup. But he is a uh, special player, De- definitely the leader on that defense. And listen – you know, Lewis seen moving on. I was concerned about Georgia's safety position now. Good old dirty Dan Jackson, you know, he's going to be in the right position, make the right call, and play well, but he's just not the dynamic player that Lewis seen was. Well, you know, Malachi's our starts looks like he might be. And so that combination back there, really all three of them, you know, you got a heady veteran player, uh, players in, in Dan Jackson and, and Chris Smith, and then you got Malachi Starks, who's been creating a buzz really since he got on campus, uh, as we saw from that from that interception. Um, I think Georgia ended up in pretty good shape. Same thing for Kamari Lasseter now over on the other side. He actually had fewer targets in the game than Keeley Ringo got. Now, I don't know if that's because, you know, he's fantastic uh, in coverage. Georgia changed a little bit, and they're flipping the, the field in the boundary corners this year as opposed to always playing – right left like they did last year so i I don't know we hadn't had a chance to ask kirby what that's all about just yet but um you know i i think they ended up reloading pretty well in in the secondary you know chip and i understand i understand with everything being made out that well you know georgia lost five first rounders and they lost 15 total guys and you know i've talked to some other bulldog people that they keep bringing all that up but I think, if anything, Saturday just showed you that with what they've done recruiting and, and the talent still there, like, 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I'm surprised when I hear people talk about, well, you know, it's hard to lose all these NFL guys. Well, hell, look at the guys that they played on Saturday. They're all ready to be in the NFL. All of those guys you saw are ready to be in the NFL. I just think the idea of I'm, – I'm not sure even some people maybe locally have the full grasp of the idea of how good this program is, how good a shape that they are, and how much talent is not just here today but is here for the next few years with this program. Well, it, it is – it's a young team right now, especially on the defensive – side of the ball as you alluded to and listen you know I mean Kirby was there at Alabama for nine years uh, and it was one of those things they said is it him or is it Saban you know I think we're learning that you know Kirby Smart had a lot to do with Alabama's success certainly their defensive sex success during that run but you know he was also one of Nick Saban's lead recruiters and so he's carried that over to Georgia if you look at the last five years or six years, I can't remember what it is, but Georgia's average recruiting class is 2.3 with a couple of number ones in there. Well, uh, I mean, if your average recruiting class over the last five years is 2.3, how many teams are behind you in recruiting? It's inexact. It's an inexact science, but that means you're recruiting better than, you know, more better than 98%. There's 130 teams in Division One, So you're recruiting better than than 99% of them. Um, and, and that's coming through on the field. Now, not everybody hits, but I, I do think Georgia does an exceptional job in evaluation, and they should. I mean, Georgia has the number one recruiting budget in the country, and they have the largest support staff in the country. This is not a fluke. This wasn't just let's go out and get all these guys. You know, Kirby's organized it to a point that they all, they all have tasks. And, you know, they know who the best guys at each position are, not just in Georgia, but across the country, and they're going after them. And they don't always get them, but they're in the hunt, and they know what the good ones look like. So sometimes they settle for a three-star and say, okay, we're going to have to coach them up and develop them. But they know how to do that, too. Check out all of his work at AJC.com. Lots of great information related to the Georgia Bulldogs, as always. Check him out on Twitter, at AJC. Chip Towers joined us on the WaitFord.com hotline. Chip, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff, uh, as always, man. And, uh, man, it's going to be another fun ride. I, I Look, I, I liked what Florida did on Saturday, but there are very few teams in this country that are going to play at the level that Georgia is this year. So it's going to be another heck of a ride for us. Looks that way. Thanks, Chip. Uh, we'll be back. John Chuck, we're on Sports Radio, down to the game and the Odyssey.com app. Chip, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff, as always, man. Thanks for hanging out for a few minutes with me. So um, be good, and uh, we'll talk again soon. No problem. All right, see you, buddy.